Welcome in, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin. Happy to be with you folks this week for another <laughs> another episode. You know, we're 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 trucking on through 2024, and it's funny. I was actually looking at our calendar today, just trying to line things up, schedule, just look ahead. Right? Do I need to book more people? Do I need to set time aside for stuff? And like, we're already booked into like parts of April. Man, it is crazy how fast we're going and how fast the year is rolling by. And, you know, it's all good stuff, right? Uh, But, you know, obviously want to take time to appreciate things and, and spend time with your, with your, your people, your family, uh, your friends was able to spend a couple hours with John and Josh yesterday, just kind of hanging out, uh, went through some gear, uh, got to watch the Red Wings. You know, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the deal with a lot of televised sports, uh, diamond entertainment or I think it's Bally Sports here in Detroit. Anyways, uh, they basically went bankrupt. Um, but they bought up all the rights to like, I don't know, half the NHL and, Detroit has like a really storied hockey history and I won't bore you guys with all this, but essentially you have to go through typically Bally's to get, uh, to get the games yesterday. We didn't have to We watched them beat Seattle. It was a really cool opportunity on the, the holiday Monday to just hang out, uh, have some pizza, talk some gear and, and just chill out. So I hope you guys are getting out of the winter mood with success. That seasonal depression can be a real ass kicker. Believe me, I know. And we got brighter days ahead literally it is getting brighter out as we we start to head into spring uh which that you know freaking varmint uh popped his head up and uh i forget what it is i don't think he saw a shadow so now we have like an early spring or something uh but things are trending upward in the weather and the vibes so all good stuff here and you know happy to to bring this week's discussion to you folks this week i am joined by mr elliot delp uh, you guys might know elliot from his work on youtube he has his own very successful youtube channel uh, got a lot of shorts out does a lot of that stuff uh, also uh, tied to the basement operator company which i believe is his website and uh, solid dude does a lot of reviews on on optics and and rifles and gear and stuff like that. So, looking forward to talking with him, uh, seeing how he got his start, you know, why and, and what he's doing and things like that. Because, and I get these questions, people are like, you know, why are you talking to this person? Why are you talking to that person? They never went out and did training stuff, and that's true. A lot of people aren't necessarily always tied into the training component, but a lot of these folks are really, really cool individuals that are worth talking to. And also a lot of them are who we look to for our information on things like optics and rifles and mounts and things like that. So I do find it genuinely interesting to hear their perspective on, on a lot really, because we we're interested on in their perspective when we're looking to make financial decisions. So then why not hear what they have to say outside of that? So should be a really cool conversation. I think you guys are very much going to dig it. And this week's episode, as always, is brought to you by our presenting sponsors. You guys, we have a handful of sponsors here that make this show possible. I want to tell you guys all about them and steer you their way. So if you're looking to pick up some new gear, you know you can go trust these companies and in turn help support what we're doing here at Prepared Mindset. So first, big thank you to custom night vision. You guys, you can head on over to customnightvision.com and check out all things night vision related. They don't have everything, but they have almost everything. So if you're looking to get into your first night vision setup, right? And you have no idea what's going on, or this is your third night vision setup and you've climbed the ladder from a single tube green FOSS to white FOSS. Now you're ready to get into binos, or you want to swap it yourself over to a better housing or, you know, something, something new that's coming out from Nocturne, right? 
customnightvision.com is your one-stop shop for everything night vision. They have all the units and beyond that, right? You can actually get an image of your tubes through their machine before you purchase. Not every company does that. I know that there's more out there that do it than just custom, but there's not a ton. And they invested the money to give you guys that experience. They want to give all of their customers the most transparent and comfortable buying experience possible because guys, I've been there and I understand, man, night vision is expensive and it hurts you in your soul when you go ahead and drop that credit card number, when you go ahead and put in that bank information to send that money over. But it is the price of admission for awesome adventures and rad gear. And with everything that's going on in the world, having night vision, maybe not the worst idea ever, right? So you, again, the website is customnightvision.com. You can go check out all the units they have in stock, or if you already have a unit and you are trying to finish your setup, they also stock mounts from Wilcox. They have helmets from OpsCore and Team Wendy. They also stock lasers like the Steiner D-Ball A3 and D2, which are very, very popular options out there in the civilian market. The D2 has an incredible illuminator and custom stocks those on the regular. They also carry the BE Myers Mall. They carry optics. They carry flashlights, all kinds of good stuff. Everything you guys need to go from zero to complete on your night vision build. That includes your helmet setup for your noggin, as well as your rifle setup. So your lights, your illuminators, your optics, and a whole bunch more. Head on over to customnightvision.com today and check it out for yourselves. Also have to say thank you to the team at HRT Tactical Gear who just sent out an awesome care package to Josh and I the last couple days. We got it a couple days ago and that's what we were going through yesterday while we were sitting here hanging out. Josh got into a LBAC plate carrier, which is outstanding. It's their load-bearing option. It's very adjustable, very rigid in the cummerbund because they use that awesome Tigris material. Also got to check out their ARC belt. We'll be releasing a YouTube video talking about all this stuff in the very near future here, but you guys can head on over to hrttacticalgear.com and check it out for yourselves today. Really, really easy to navigate website, and they also sent me out the Mark VI Lighthead from their AWLS Weapon Light series, and threw that on an Arasaka body, and man, it is a massive step up from the M640 dual fuel that I was running from Surefire. This Mark VI head that HRT put out, 90,000 candela, 1,700 lumens. It is incredible. Again, you guys, head on over to hrttacticalgear.com. Big supporter of what we do here with the podcast and the YouTube channel. You guys can go support them at the website. Pick yourself up some pretty awesome gear, too. And finally, shout out to the guys over at 100 Concepts. So Garrett, Jonah, Pierce, you guys are killing it, man. Love the products at 100 Concepts. So whether you guys are looking for a light cap, maybe you're picking up one of those uh, AWLS lights from HRT, go grab a light cap from 100 Concepts. Or if you have Surefire, you have Streamlight, whatever you're running, they have light caps for all of it. If you guys are running optics, scopes, right, their scope caps are awesome. They're basically just the light cap, but sized up. And I was looking through their sizing chart. These guys have put in a ton of time with a ton of scopes and optics out there. I can almost guarantee you that whatever scope you're running, you know, save for like some really weird exceptions out there, if you need scope covers, these guys have sizes for you. They sent out some really awesome aperture caps for Josh and I to play with. Really looking forward to getting those out there on the market. I think it's going to be a game changer if you're running some night vision from custom and I mean other places too, but definitely check out custom night vision and check out our friends over at 100concepts.com for all kinds of great gear and affordable price. You guys are killing it. Head over to the site, check them out, support those dudes. Love those guys. 
So uh, big shout out to all of our sponsors. If you guys are a Patreon supporter, thank you. Patreon is awesome. And we're releasing videos and blogs and uh, exclusive recordings and things on there all the time, trying to keep up with all the platforms. It's a constant grind, but we love it. Our Patreon patrons are outstanding. And if you guys are looking for a way to support us, you can check out our Patreon page. We also have a Spreadshirt shop. So if you want to get a t-shirt, you want to get a hoodie or a hat or something, you can check that out. That's in our link tree as well. And we get like a little piece of that. We don't make a ton of money off the clothes. We just want you guys to have access to some rad merch. Uh, but like I said, our guest this week is Mr. Elliot Delp. He has a YouTube channel, does all kinds of good content. It's going to be a really good conversation about, you know, everything he's doing, everything he's got going on. And you know, it's good. He got nominated for one of the Gundy Awards uh, as a best new content creator. I think that was, I think that was a category, uh, which is awesome because honestly, to make it onto that list, you're talking about some pretty big name people out there. Dirty Civilian, I think was also uh, one of the people whose name was in that conversation. And those guys are some pretty big hitters when you're talking about impacts on, you know, in gun tube world. <laughs> so uh, all that aside though, uh, Elliot is a great dude and I'm really looking forward to the discussion. So I'm going to go ahead and cut it here and get us right on over to our chat. Here we go, guys. Elliot, man, what's up? Welcome to the podcast, brother. How are you? Good. How are you? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. I've been looking forward to this discussion, so I'm I'm happy we were able to find some some common time here to sit down and and have a discussion. I know you've been uh, doing a lot, honestly, uh, between your YouTube and you got like nominated for some awards and stuff because of the YouTube. So you got a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I'm very interested to hear about it. Um, can you tell your uh, tell the listeners a little about yourself, kind of maybe? how you got to, to doing this today? Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll give you just like for those, the, the, the base spiel, I guess, uh, for those that don't know who I am or, you know, what I do. And if look me up afterwards. Um, so I'm Elliot Delp. I, I do gun YouTube videos. Um, that's, that's kind of like the, the overarching, like what I do, <laughs> Um, I do a lot of other stuff, but I'm just a 25 year old from Southwest Virginia that after he graduated college, decided to film a review video on uh, one of my first guns that I got. Um, so, and then from there, it just cascaded leaps and bounds. Um, it's been a process. I think I've been doing this for like three or four years now. Um, and I, I've, had a lot of success over the last two um, and post one long form content video every, every week and tons of shorts and all kinds of stuff. Photography. Um, I also run my own uh, social media company. I, mm-hmm. I say this all um, it's me and a little team of guys. So I have Coleman, um, which he, you see him a lot in my videos, but I also have my best friend Hunter. Um, you don't ever see him in my videos. Sometimes I'll yell at him like behind the camera, but uh, he, both of those are very, very crucial guys to making this whole thing work. Um, Hunter's really, I can attribute most of the success of the channel to him because he's the wizard behind the camera uh, and behind the editor. And we just go out, we have a good time with what we do. Um, We spend a lot of time shooting. We spend a lot of time having fun. 
Uh, we try to just enjoy the content we make and we try to make good content and we try to make progressively better content. Um, and it's just been going well for us. Like you had mentioned, we were nominated for two Grammys this year or Grammys, Gundy's. <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah. why I say Grammy, but two right. Gundy's this year, I think we got in breakout creator of the year and then video of the year, um, which I'm very thankful for. I thought that was awesome um but we didn't win them so i guess that's the goal for next year is to win one right yeah um so i guess that's a little spiel about us um we also do basement operator that's kind of like our apparel line um we kind of spin that off of the fact like all this is done out of my basement right, right? my my gun room's in my basement and i feel like a lot of guys like me um i don't have any law enforcement or um professional experience i've just grown up around firearms my whole entire life that's the basis for a lot of my stuff i'm not if you go watch my videos i'm not trying to teach tactics or anything like that because i'm not an expert all i can tell you is my opinion on a gun and that's what i try to do um so that's kind of my spiel yeah um, man it's it's all good stuff i mean here's the thing is that inevitably people they look to to content like what what you're creating, right? They look to that for, I mean, yes, entertainment, but also a lot of it, it's it's purchasing, right? A lot of what, you know, at least, and maybe I'm unique. I doubt it though. Like if I'm looking at, hey, I want to play with this optic or check out this rail or this brand, whatever, like the first thing, maybe the second thing that I do is jump on YouTube and start doing a search and go, who has talked about this, right? Who's played with it? Who's uh, gotten you know, hands-on with this and really <clears throat> tried to put information out there. And really, since we've seen the space kind of, well, it, it's blown up and then it's kind of like deflated since they stepped in and started censoring the shit out of, you know, uh, the gun, the 2A content, right, on YouTube. Um, right. It, it's, it, it, it's like the bubble burst, like with, you know, the early 2000s internet boom and everything like that. But it's it's still where people look for insights and knowledge and hey am i you know really gonna am i gonna shoot myself in the foot uh pardon the pun when i go buy this whatever insert weird brands red dot or is this mount not you know what i mean so it yeah i always find it interesting to like ask people like yourself like how what led you to wanting to do a review uh that kind of then obviously snowballed into this was it like a poor experience like man, this thing sucks. And I need the world to know that this sucks. <laughs> I'm going to make no, a video. <laughs> it, it, was, it was actually the exact opposite. So um, my very first video was on a 6.5 Grindle from Diamondback. Um, it was the first gun I had ever purchased like my, by myself. Like I've, like I told, I've shot guns my whole entire life. I've grown up hunting and shooting. Um, I shot, I, I've probably started shooting when I was like 10 years old. Um, as soon as I could handle my first 22. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my diamond back was the first gun I'd ever bought. Um, I did a lot of research on it. There wasn't a video on it at the time, uh, that I made it looking back on it. I probably didn't need to make a video on a diamond back six, five Grendel. Um, <laughs> because it's just, like no no offense to the 
Grendel, but it's just an AR-15 chambered in 6.5 Grendel. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a ton of Diamondback videos out there on that like model of rifle. Uh, but I wanted to make a video on it. Um, I thought that maybe I could provide some sort of insight to somebody. Um, and I liked the idea of, you know, putting my my opinion out there. Um, you know, whether or not people wanted to listen to it was up to them. Uh, I just want to talk about my experience with it and go from there. And so I did that video. Um, it didn't do very well. I think it got like a thousand views or something like that, you know, and, and that was the start of it. And I had like the growing pains of a YouTube channel or a YouTube channel that doesn't know how to YouTube because that was me. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've progressively gotten way better at it. Um, but like, you know, having a bunch of, content that I made on stuff that I have to getting like sent a rifle to do a review on to mm -hmm. like getting spammed by a thousand Amazon companies to do videos on and, you know, going through the, oh, do I do the video? Do I not do the video? Back when I first started, I did the video. I did like a cheap Amazon light video, which turned out to be a pretty good light. I, I took it hog hunting several times and honestly still use it today if I'm using digital night vision. So I can't, really? I, I can't trash it. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I, mean I use it. Um, and it's, it's just been a process and a great growing experience and, you know, turn it into a business uh, mm -hmm. because, you know, at, at the point I'm at, it did have to become a business uh, and learning about how to run a business, how to make things work in terms of taxes and government how to monetize, how Taxes to, you're great. Yeah. Yeah. I just got my return back today. Um, and it, it's just been a crazy experience and I'm, I'm very thankful. Um, but it, it's, it's grown and it's been a very wild learning experience. Yeah. And that's the thing is like people will, it's, it's really nice on the outside looking in, right. It's always like, Oh man, it must be so cool. You have these companies just send you all this stuff like, like the assumption is, and I know this because I get like, I don't get what you get. I get like a little bit of that. <laughs> and then I have friends or, you know, family members like, oh, that must be so cool. And it is. But then they're like, you know, you just, you just ask for it and they send you free shit. Like, well, no, there's usually some expectation of a return there. And, uh, yeah. the deeper, the deeper I get into career, like we're, we stood up our YouTube channel this year. So we're learning a lot on the fly, especially me, because I don't know shit about filming, like lighting right. and all that stuff and how people make these videos look this way and stuff. Like it's insane. It, there's a lot, I, there's a steep curve there. No, it is. It's, it's a steep and expensive curve. Yeah. Cameras are, despite yeah. everyone having one on their phone, cameras are still quite expensive if you're trying right. to like, and, and don't, do good don't, content. don't get me wrong. If, if anybody's like, waiting on somebody to be like cameras are expensive. You can do it with cheaper cameras. Mm -hmm. That's it's very true. But you know, you in terms of cameras, you usually get what you pay for. Right. Um you can make an expensive camera go a really long way. You know? So, yeah. And a lot of it's but the but yeah. scenery and, and the lighting and, and all the stuff that goes with that and uh trying to figure 
trying to figure all of that out and and stay current on trends and stuff. There's a lot that goes into it that is aside from just talking about an optic, right? Or just talking about a rifle. You know what I mean? Like you have to stay up on all of, I think that's what some people miss. You know, it, it's, it's, it is, it's a second job. It's not just like a hobby that, I mean, I don't know, maybe, I don't know for you. It, it started that way for me when I launched this podcast, I'm assuming that's kind of what it was for you was like, Hey, I'm just going to do this because I enjoy it. And then it grows right. out of control. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely, it's definitely very time consuming. Um, it, it does take up a lot of my time. I don't think it takes up nearly as much as like a one man show. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, Hunter, Hunter does a lot of the back end stuff in terms of, of like editing and filming. Um, I am kind of the whole management side of things. So like any type of coordination between companies, any type of, any type of admin work I do. Um, so I've, I've been very lucky to split responsibilities that away, which I think has helped work-life balance a lot because I, I still do my, my full-time job. Um, that's it. There's a, that's an industry earlier, buzz term right there. That work life balance that gets throws, thrown around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's an, that's a, that's yeah. a, a big uh, boy job board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it, it does help that, you know, it, it is work, but I enjoy the YouTube work a lot more because a lot of times it's with my friends. A lot of times mm-hmm. it's doing what I enjoy doing, you know, like, I'm going to go spend a whole Saturday at our range shooting with my two best friends. You know, I mean, it's not, it's fun and I I do enjoy it. So, I mean, it is work, but it's not like, it's not like my engineering job that I'm doing from eight o'clock to five o'clock every day. Mm -hmm. What was for you? What was the most, for you, what was the most surprising part? like going from the beginnings to like where you're at today, is there anything that sticks out to you just being like, like surprise? I mean, I think like, I'll say for instance, I thought it was, there was going to be very little to no interest for me in anything other than top line items and concepts. So I thought, you know, uh, and then I'm talking like pre me launching this and everything, like you're only ever going to want to play with like EOTech and Aimpoint and surefire and anything else below that is going to be a waste of your time. And you're going to feel like you're settling and there, it's not going to even interest you. And I mean, stuff like that, like I found that to so, be far from the truth. You, you want to know what's, what's so funny that you, you mentioned that um, I was the exact opposite. So I'm cheap as all get out, man. Like I, if, if I'm saving money, I am happy. Right. And I started this and it, it kind of shaped my channel. And I don't want to say like, I don't like, I am trying to push my channel in a different direction now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started with very much like the most budget stuff. And cause I was reviewing what I had and like what I used. Um, and I think as time has went on, I've progressively started to, like or understand the like of the more expensive gear um and the quality you get through that expensive gear because i used to be like why ever use it right 
Um, just because I didn't have like any experience with that. I could never afford to like, I didn't have Daniel's defense rifles growing up. I didn't. Like, yeah. Or that was just an example. I'm just, you know, they're a higher and AR 15. Right. 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 Um, I shot like Anderson's growing up because that's what we had. So I was like, you know what? $500 rifle. What else do I need? Right. You know? And, yeah. and as I've, as I've progressed in my, not only, you know, my personal life, my shooting, shooting career, I don't have a shooting career, but you know, my, my gun tubing career um, and getting to spend time. Cause as, as we've grown, we've been able to reinvest what we've made from, you know, any type of monetization into nicer gear uh, because we've started to do a lot of comparison stuff on the channel. Cause you know, I think it's, that's a good thing to talk about is like a $700 optic versus like, I don't know, $2,000 optic or a $50 optic versus a thousand dollar optic, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I've started to have an appreciation for like nicer gear that I thought I was like, that'll never be me. Uh, I will never like need that. I will never find a need in that. I will never like have any type of desire for that type of stuff. Um, I've, I've started to, I don't, I still have an appreciation and like trying to find a good value and, you know, have a good price, like have a good product and still have a good price, but I've enjoyed the higher end stuff. Um, more than I thought I would. Cause I, like I said, I started very much like you don't need that. And I think that that speaks a lot to, and I'm going to say this at the the risk of maybe upsetting a couple of companies, but we, we were at a point for a couple of years there in this community where it was very, very in vogue <clears throat> to only talk about like your top three brands. So whether you're talking about an optic, a light or a rifle or a suppressor, right? You only talked you know, if you're talking about lights, Surefire and Streamlight, and that was it. Everything else was trash, right? If you're talking about dots, it was uh, Aimpoint, Trigicon, and EOTech. Everything else, trash, you know? Uh, and we we got to that point where we kind of figured out that as a community, like, hey, there's more there. And we started seeing people talking about it more, right? And not that there's anything wrong with any of those companies, because there, there obviously isn't. They're, they're great at what they make, and they're great at what, what they do, but... There's so much more out there and we've seen it, right? Like the innovation coming out of companies in the last two years, I'd say, or last three years alone, even right. Coming out of COVID, like uh, companies like Holosun is a great example Yeah, with no. you know, everything they're doing, you know, they lights, optics, lasers, uh, and I don't want to sound like a Holosun shill, um, because be very clear they have not sent me anything and they have not paid me to say this but i have had positive experiences with the handful of hollow sun dots that i've uh that i've been able to play with uh but they push right they they roll new stuff out they push features they are probably one of the driving forces and what six seven years ago they were called an airsoft optic optic right yeah. people told you never buy one you're wasting your money no i i completely agree i i've had a very positive experience with the hollow sun i I haven't had any hollow sun sent to me as of yet, but the one I have bought and constantly praise is like a 403 C and I've had that thing for like two years now. And it's like a $200 might be $300 red dot that I have 
drastically not taken care of and it has <laughs> <laughs> done fantastic. Um, it, it's been a great optic. Uh, if, if I wish Coleman was here cause he would tell you about how awful I am at taking care of guns and optics and stuff. Um, I'm very thankful. I don't have to send a lot of it back because I, I am not like one of those people that if you drop it, I'm freaking out over a scratch. If I don't have like 30 scratches on it within like a month of owning it and it's not just in an awful shape, I'm probably, I probably haven't done anything with it because I don't hardly ever clean as much as I should. I don't, I'm scraping everything against everything when I'm loading stuff into vehicles. It's, it's, it's brutal. And the hollow sun is taken, taken it very well uh, for as long as I've had, for as long as I've had the optic. Um, and it stayed in rotation, uh, going on different guns and stuff. So I've been I mean, a at, real big fan. At the very least, it gives you some kind of, uh, I would say some kind of basis uh, for comparison, you know? Yeah. So, um, at some point we just, I feel like, uh, as a community, right. You establish some sort of standard. So if it doesn't do at least, you know, A, B, C, D, uh, it's not a viable option, right? Like I think, the, if we're talking legacy options, right? Like the Trijicon RMR was like the pistol dot forever. Right. And it's still the, the pistol dot. Uh, but as a result, now, when we look at what other companies like the uh, you know, aim point, right? With the Acro uh, or Swamp Fox or Hollow Sun, yes. Or uh, EOTech has their pistol dot out, right? If it can't meet certain criteria and certain standards, it's, we, we you know, it's immediately like subpar. We don't need to, we don't need to be concerned with it or at least acknowledge like, Hey, if you're building this as a range toy for your kid or something, yeah, fine. But otherwise, and, and I think the market has been, I would say very forgiving in that regard um, and understanding. And in, in that, like there's been a lot of room for growth and new like experimentation and options. And like, I mean, how was that, that, that little tiny micro dot that like Leopold came out with that fits into your like rear sight dovetail and everything. It's crazy. It, it works for some people. Right. Um, but you have to, you have to have a rich feature set. And I think it, it, it speaks to the amount of money, right. That is now being poured into the industry via the consumer market uh, or, or civilian market right now that now that we're out of a war. And because we have more people buying firearms, I think than, ever before i mean for political reasons for interest reasons i don't really care but right. it, i mean the numbers don't lie right like the interest is there no it's it is is very insane um yeah so it's the the whole the whole journey with with all of it um i i think that that it would def it has definitely been the the transition for me into liking mm -hmm liking more um more higher end op higher end options um more than than i thought i would um so do you so let me ask you this so i mean obviously from point a to point b you learn a bunch right i know i have and pretty much anybody that i've talked to that has spent a lot of time being i hate using the term influencer but but you know in creating content you know uh what have you, is there anything that you've noticed that you didn't before something that just sticks out that you 
you just either you just missed it because you didn't think about it or or something that there's just a giant misconception until you kind of get behind the curtain of the industry. That's that's a that's a that's a very good question <laughs> because because there's a lot of stuff that um, I feel like nobody knows about and nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a lot of stuff that if you wanted to like become say 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 you wanted to be in my shoes right and mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's like any way to do that other than just fumbling your way through it until you figure it out. Um, and I, I feel like that was like the biggest, the, the biggest thing for me. So I, I didn't understand how any of it worked. I didn't understand how like anybody gets things. I don't, I didn't understand how people, and I still don't with a lot of stuff, um, which might sound crazy. I don't, I have like a hundred thousand subscribers right now and I don't feel any real different than I did back when I had 10,000 subscribers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't realize how like easy or how I want to say, I don't want to say easy because easy is, easy is the wrong terminology, but like companies willing to send things, right. Mm-hmm. Companies are very willing to send you things all day, every day, a lot of the time, I think I got my first firearm sent to me when I was at a thousand subscribers. And I I guess I didn't realize how much of that was a thing, like prior to me starting all of this and like trying to figure out how to make YouTube work for me. I didn't realize that like companies send out products, companies, um, run marketing campaigns companies hire marketers to go contact influencers. Oh yeah. Do reviews on their guns before they come out. And like, I I just, I didn't realize all of the, the stuff that goes into it all on that side. And, you know, any, any YouTuber that's an influencer is an influencer, right? You know, that, that's how, that's how companies view us. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they, they view us as a marketing strategy. And I guess I didn't realize that going into, um, into the whole YouTube world. Right. I definitely realized that I am a marketing ploy for some company. Like they, that's like a company that I've never talked to or anything. They look at me and they're like, how can we get Elliot to make us money is what they're thinking. Right. They're like, yeah. how can we, I don't, you, you know what I, I mean? Was, yeah, no. And, and I actually uh, was talking to a coworker cause I have a company getting ready to send me some stuff. Um, and I was just, it came up in conversation. Uh, and it's funny because it's, it is hard to articulate exactly how it all works. And it's also very surprising. Like you said, that companies are so willing to send products out, but the big at least the term that I give to it. And this is something I pull from like my day job is people are always so surprised, but it's, it is easy as long as there's an actual value proposition there, right? Mm -hmm. You can say, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I would like to do with your product. Is it, you know, and then like you said, those, those marketing people are, they're smart. 
they all went to school for this or, you know, they got their job because they're decent at this. Right. So yeah. they're going to look at this and say, well, what would, what is that reach worth to us? Right. right. And there's a dollar amount that is attached to that. And then they decide, okay, well, do Elliot's thousand subscribers justify that? Uh, do we want to, I mean, or if they, you know, I don't know how deep they get with it. I don't, I don't know if they look at it and go, Hey, this kid's going to be big. We're going to invest now and yeah. build this relationship, you know, because I, that's a big part of it too. Right. That, that's, that's a very like good point is like, I, I still don't know how it all works because <laughs> You know, when I first started and I had like a thousand subscribers and I was emailing people like, I want to make content. Let me film a video of your gun, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to make a review video and I wanted to make a good review video. And I was like fumbling through how to how to do all that. And I, I, I didn't know what I was even getting myself into with it all because I, I'm sure you've seen um there's been a lot of content made here recently about like influencer bias and like you know like oh you're getting a free gun so you're just going to shield their gun you know when i was when i was reaching out and asking for free product i don't think like i ever was like this is before all that started blowing up i was never mm-hmm. just like man, I'm just going to make this awesome video for them and they're going to send me another gun. I just wanted to make a, like a review video to, to get it out and hopefully people would like, you know, interact with it and make an informed decision about like, this is a the firearm for them, you know? Um, well, and a lot of times there's not a deep incentive to lie about that because in, in not every case, but in a lot of cases, those are just T and E guns. They're, they're testing guns, which means that usually then the creator, the content person is responsible for either paying for it or sending it back, you know, or at at best in a lot of instances, you'll actually, you'll just get like a discount, which isn't discounts aren't, it's not that hard of a thing to comprehend. Somebody gets a discount free. Yes. Discount. Not so unbelievable. So you, when you realize, or if you learn that a lot of these people putting out this information or these videos and stuff, and they go, Hey, I love well, uh, the Springfield echelon. I hate Springfield personally. It's just like a deeply, deeply personal choice of mine. <laughs> but, uh, and my wife's first gun was a Springfield. I hated that thing. But, yeah. uh, you know, like if it's a gun that you like and you're sending it back, you know, like what, what, what purpose do you have to, to lie about it. Right. You know, um, and I guess there could be, you know, there could be some deep financial compensation behind the scenes, but like, I'd be willing to bet a lot of people, like, unless you're, you know, Mike Jones or Lucas Botkin or like, you know, those guys weigh the hell up there, dirty civilian, right? Uh, you're probably not making your living off of this it, or not yet. Anyways, probably like, like work into that. You'd be absolutely surprised how many people don't make a lot of money off of their content. They do it because they like doing it. I'm still one of those people. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't, I don't make money off of this. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I think one of the things, you know, we talk about like, like sending, sending the gun back. Um, I'm going to be honest. I haven't had that many experiences where people have asked for guns back. Really? Uh, no, no. I, I, I can think of one experience where 
um, they asked for the gun back, but that was here recently. And I was basically like, no, pretty much. Um, because, just no. That's it. Just say no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, no, I, because I, I don't like borrowing things from people that I, obviously I you on that. you'd like to keep the gun. Obviously, yeah. like people are going to be like, oh, he just doesn't want to say he wants to keep the gun. Of course, I'd want to keep the gun. I also don't like borrowing things. I don't feel like being obligated and being responsible for other people's things. Um, that's yeah, one of the then if you break like, it, then you got to fix it. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't see how people in the review space and the, the industry make it as channels without taking product and like, for example, a gun. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I take, I get free fire. Like I, I've never had to send a gun back. I get free firearms. A lot of the times I flip that. And it pays for the ammo for the next one, you know, or, or it buys a better camera so we can make better content. Um, I don't know how people do it without like bias, you know, um, it, it, I, I guess it's very interesting. And I wish I could see the behind the scenes, like these massive channels that, you know, obviously are making money from things. I want to know how they, I want to know how they do it, you know, and going back on the, the, where you asked me, what was like one of the surprising things? If it's, there's no, like, there's no how to, to do any of this. And you're literally fumbling through like, how much do I charge a sponsor? How much, if I up my chart, like, if I charge more for a sponsor, are they going to leave me? Like, what's my going rate? You know, like, yeah, there's, there's so much variability and so much, like I've, I've talked with companies that we've gotten close with and I'm like, well, what do other people ask for? And I've heard like some insane numbers from people. And I'm just like, people are asking that for a video. (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) You know, like, I've heard some really outrageous stuff when, especially sometimes it doesn't always like in your head, you know, you, you think of that number and then you think of like what you've maybe seen other people do. And you're like, this doesn't line up to me. Explain someone explain this to me. I mean, I'm not against anybody going out there and trying to like, you know, make a living or better their, their situation. You know what I mean? Like if you can do it, like more power to you hundred percent. But I'm not going to say I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, some of it's just wild. But somebody, you know what? Somebody at a company had to say yes. There had to have been a justification yeah, no. there. Yeah, and and I I think I think just all that variability and all of it's just insane. And I I just wish I knew more about it. I wish I was. I wish I knew more about monetization. I wish I knew more about the YouTube system because none of my videos are monetized. I can't get one of them green to save my life. Um, and you won't go, because there's firearms. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but other people, like, I know that Grantham has to be monetized. There's no way he's not monetized. I don't think he is anymore. That's the thing. I don't think any of his stuff is. I think that Mike has uh, a lot of those guys, right? They have those those relationships and stuff are so deep now that their ad revenue just drives everything else. They can do whatever they want. 
Yeah, just from sponsors. Like, I would like think so. I mean, because he blew up and he was doing pretty. And I think I, I don't know Mike. I never talked to Mike, but I can only assume uh, since he's no longer in the service and everything, right? Like that that has to be it. If YouTube's not paying you for videos, they may have at one point. So maybe he was real good and he built up a little nest egg and stuff, or you know, flipped some gear like what you were saying and everything. And I mean, certainly that's totally logical. I mean, you, know, you can only shoot one gun at a time, maybe two, right? Uh, so maybe he had some stuff built up, but I would I would think that with his viewership size and some of these other large channels, right? Some of these guys who have, you know, a million subscribers and stuff, which just blows my mind uh, that a single point of influence can reach, you know, those sizes. Uh, yeah, I mean, because when you start when you you start figuring out what your ad revenue is worth and everything, people are able to turn it into a full time business. Um, which is crazy though, because it carries with it so much extra baggage. You know, this, the public eye and scrutiny, and um, and then and you got to maintain. You know, I'm sure you yeah. probably have felt that pressure too. Like, hey, we we had whatever video and it blew up, and we're doing great. How do we keep it going? Like, what's mm-hmm. what's next? You know, what I mean, uh, I'm. It, it, can you talk about that at all? Like, what what if when you felt like you rounded that corner, and kind of what it looks like for you guys, like day-to-day or week-to-week where you're you're just trying to figure out what's next yeah I mean, so don't give anything uh, away but like you know whatever insight you can share i, I kind of mentioned that earlier um where we had kind of started over the let me let me take a step back over the, what can you hear me yep i got you all right it is like blowing blowing up on my end now what did you say I'm sorry. Just, um, you know, what, uh, how do you keep it going? You know, yeah. like how do you, get, you figure out like what comes next and, you know, you have one great video, right? Like, how do you try to it, sustaining is hard. Sustaining is very hard. Um, you know, trying to find the next big thing is always, you know, that's the goal of, you know, creating anything, you know, everybody shoots for that next, you know, next massive song or that next massive video. Right. Um, we take a lot of time and look at the content we've created over the last span of whatever. And we try to notice trends within our content. Um, and we've tried to shift the channel to start being more selective of the content we review and the content we have on um, the products we associate with and what works well for our audience. Um, Cause audience is everything, right? Um, my channel is definitely more budget friendly audience. I'll do a review of an EOTech voodoo one to eight and it will do awful. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I did a view, review on that and got like 3000 views and sucked to yeah. like, you know, um, I do a video of a PSA AR 15 blim that costs $400 and yeah. it gets 60,000 views in two months, you know, which is good for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I would, I would chalk that one as a success to my channel. Um, and so we look at it there and we're sitting there and you're thinking, hmm, I wonder what the common common denominator here is in these two videos. One happens to be a $400 gun. One happens to be like a $2,000 optic. 
All right, then we do another video and it's on, I don't, I don't even know. I can't even rattle you off. Probably another PSA rifle. All yeah. right. Like, like an AK that the AK did like 20,000 views in the first two weeks. It was like, all right, that one was good. Let's see if we move. So we, we kind of take a step back and look at a lot of our analytics. We, we see what our audience likes and we try to build upon that. Um, we don't have access at, at the channel that I'm at the size of the channel. I, I don't have access to like the new, new, new stuff. Right. I'm not mm -hmm. getting stuff pre anybody else getting it. That doesn't happen for me. Um, I, I'm not signing NDAs before I get guns to have the next viral gun video review. Yeah. You know, you'll notice when a new pistol comes out, all the reviewers just so happen to drop it oh, on the exact it. same day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not knocking them. That's fine. I honestly probably wish I had that pistol. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, but, yeah. but I'm just, there's a little bit more, and I'm not saying by any means that the big gun tubers are, don't have a lot of strategy involved. I'm sure they have a team of strategists that are like, we need to review an M60. You know, with with Grand Thumb's audience, that would be fantastic. If I reviewed an M60, they'd probably look at me like I'm an idiot. All right? Mm -hmm. Like, why are you reviewing an M60? Like, you, you know? Um it also, it, it speaks to like the nuance that you have to look at too, you know, and, and, uh, oversaturation, you know, like you said, the yeah. EOTech voodoo, which isn't a new optic, but it's EOTech. So it's been reviewed. It's been compared. Yeah. It's been, you know, Oh, is it as good as the vortex Viper? Is it as good as the vortex razor? Is it as good as the Leopold, whatever? How does it come? You know what I mean? So eventually and that that's the problem with the big name stuff all the time is that everybody wants to review that. And when you have so much out there to draw from, it just dilutes the pool. Right. And that's, I think people have that misconception. You're just going to become a gear reviewer and you're going to get the primo, you know, Gucci shit and life's going to be great. And it's like, well, not if you're doing the same thing, everybody else is, you have to find, yeah, get in where you fit in, you know, yeah. and, and find that balance. No, exactly. But you'd you'd be surprised like you, you say like the eotech voodoo's been out forever we've done reviews on stuff that are like five years old and have had great success i i think that the algorithm's wild i i it's difficult I will say to understand. that it's, it's hard to understand sometimes mm -hmm. because you know some people watch videos for the sake of buying a product and a lot of people watch videos that they've already bought the product and they're wanting to know what else somebody else has to say about it. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like I tap into that one a lot. Uh, and I, I, I just, I think it's, it's difficult to chase the next big video. Um, we, we try to do our best to give our audience what our audience likes uh, in terms of like the type of content, you know, like, are they looking for budget stuff? Are they looking for gun stuff? We found a lot of success in gun videos, whereas not as much success in audio or optic videos. Um, just something I've noticed, like through my channel is my viewers tend to like optics or not optics, but firearms more. I, you know, I don't, that's just something I notice, And that's how we try to plan out our, uh, our content. 
my viewers also really like when I do like builds for like a scenario. So like the video that I won um, or that got nominated for video of the year was my, my like, I don't remember. It's awful that I don't remember, but it was like my go-to civilian loadout. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I filmed that video, I had no idea that I was filming like a video that was going to be nominated for video of the year. It was like, what do you want to talk about today? And I was like, I'll figure out something. And then I was, you know, trying to figure out what video to film this weekend with my buddies. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put together my favorite loadout that I got going on right now. And I'm going to talk about it and why. Wildly successful. We were like, and build upon it, you know, and that's kind of, that's what, I mean, that's what everybody does, but that's what, that's how our strategy moving and chasing the next big thing for us. Um, I really hope that's what you were asking for because I went on a very long tangent about all that. So no, it, yeah, no, it's, it's good, you know, and it, and it, it, the algorithm makes it difficult when you, I mean, it's actually kind of refreshing to hear even with a larger following, you know, I mean like a hundred thousand subscribers is pretty damn good, but it seems like a lot of us struggle to understand where it's going to push you, where it's not. And like, even on Instagram, right. Where they go, Oh, if you're not already a follower or, or this person's not a follower, we're not going to, you know, push your, your content out to them. So a lot of people just assume that it's, it's follower based, which I'm sure is part of it. And I don't know, keywords and hashtags. Like it's, it's, and it's always, and it's an, it's a moving target. It's really, it's not as easy as just like learn how to take good pictures and post them. Like, I mean, and on the other side of it, I see some guys who are just like straight up, straight up shitbag humans that post some really cringy content. They get like tens of thousands of followers because they appeal to that, like that really weird, like troll side of, of the two way community. And that's just, that's where they live. And mm -hmm. like, I'd, I'd gouge my eyes out. I wouldn't be able to live that way, but some of those guys, they thrive on that shit. And that's, and, and that's where they're at. Uh, yeah. It's hard to understand. No, I, 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 I don't get Instagram. Instagram blows my mind. Sometimes it's, it's rough to grow on Instagram. We've had a lot of struggle. I would say the biggest way we've grown on Instagram, is just telling people from our YouTube videos to go to Instagram, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it, it, even for someone, you know, that does this a lot, it, it has been very difficult understanding it all and keeping up with it all. Cause it changes all very fast, very quick. YouTube's changed its policies so many times since I've started making videos. Um, that you know i i don't monetize now i don't even try i don't even click it over because mm -hmm. it, it, i've never had it work and sometimes this is funny when we first started doing shorts and shorts is what actually made me grow so quickly over the last year or so on in, on uh not is it shorts yeah youtube shorts yeah. yep um, we tried to monetize youtube shorts and when I monetized them, YouTube sent me an email saying that my shorts like were limited, right? Because guns, obviously, mm -hmm. but that they weren't going to push my shorts 
because of it. And they like told me like, it wasn't going to work. Like you're not, you're not going to get views now because you're monetized. So we tried to turn it off. We tried to turn the monetization off. Cause when you monetize with shorts, it monetizes everything. You don't get to choose which one, I, at least when I did it. Um, I don't know how it is now because we got it off, but you couldn't turn off the monetization via studio. You had to contact YouTube and the guy at YouTube did not understand why I wanted to demonetize my shorts. And I was like, you sent me an email saying they weren't going to be pushed if they were limited. Like I get tons of views off my shorts. Like I will gladly not take money for them from you. If you just continue to push them, like, you know, Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, and they're, they're very, they're very weird about like stuff that they'll flag and stuff that they don't and what they limit, what they decide. Like, uh, we, because so Google podcasts is one of the platforms we're on, but it's going away in the middle of this year. So they're like pushing everybody over to YouTube because YouTube apparently has like a podcast functionality. So like my syndication service was really cool. They're like, yep, we'll do it for you. We'll do it a little bit at a time or whatever. Like it's all good. I'm like, yeah, cool. Easy. Uh, I am now, uh, this, this episode will be episode 224 episode, like 31 or something like, cause I launched this in the thick of, uh, the lockdowns and shit. Uh, I was openly critical of how they were pushing the jab on everybody. And because of that, this like three year old episode got flagged and pulled down by YouTube. And having been on YouTube, having a YouTube channel with content for under a week, I already had my warning. And really? I was like, I've never like, gotten a warning. What the fuck, man. Like, seriously? What? Yeah. Like, come on, it's practically like a popular thing now to be critical of that. Like, and I don't care, like, if you got it or not, I don't care. But, right. like, people have come out. There's been like well founded concerns. There's been tinfoil concerns. There's been the people screaming, you should get it. Travis Kelsey's all over TV telling us that him and Taylor Swift have it. Like, it's everywhere. What's the big deal? But apparently, at some, I said something. I haven't even gone back. I haven't listened to it since I got it. I care so little. I haven't gone back to find out what exactly I said that they got so bent out of shape about, but they pulled that whole uh, episode off the YouTube library. So I mean, you can still listen to it on Spotify. They don't give a shit. So they got Joe Rogan, right? What do they care? Yeah. Right. And they flagged you for it. Like gave you a warning. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, Took it I, down and everything. Yeah. I've never gotten a warning. I guess I've never done anything to displace the YouTube. You gotta, you gotta up those numbers, man. Come on, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> we, we gotta do something cool. Yeah, you gotta we stick it on man. <laughs> Yeah, you haven't pissed off enough people yet. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, they make it so easy. You can't like put a suppressor on or put a magazine in a gun. I don't know. There's all that stuff. Yeah, like, uh, like the most see, pedestrian of tasks. It's so dumb. Yeah, I don't even bother because. I mean, I do mag reloads in my intros. So, I mean, there, there, there you go <laughs> already. Yeah. It, which would, I mean, it's, it's indicative, right? That they obviously have those rules there just to like build their case against people. Right. So they can't like lose out in court or whatever. I'm sure somebody's tried suing them. I know, uh, Steven Crowder, right. I, I mean, obviously different space of content than what I think you right. and I live in, but he, I think still is in litigation with, with YouTube over censorship and stuff. And I, I think they just build some of that stuff in knowing that they can't, uh, 
that they can't constantly monitor and police it, but so that they have it there in the event that they want to fall back and say, well, you agreed to whatever X, Y, Z, right? So now we have another leg to stand on. Yeah. That's that's my theory. I agree. It frustrates me um, because like you you were saying, like you can't reload a magazine. I think that's like one of the things uh, when you do your auto monetization stuff, Uh Uh, you know how you go through there and you're like, none of these, none of these, none of these, none of these. Um, that's like one of them. Uh, I don't, I don't know how some people get by monetizing gun content because people, people do do it. Um, I don't know if they've found a way to like trick the AI or like, I don't know. I don't know how, I I know channels that monetize gun content. Uh Um, and it's, I don't know. It's very interesting. And it's, I think it's all a game and I, I hate it. Yeah. And it's, there's so much money tied into it now too. And everything it's, I would be interested to see what might happen if you ever could crack the algorithm. Not like, not like we do now where you get like, if you figure something out in the algorithm and in two weeks it's changed again because people have figured it out and whatever. But if like you actually literally broke the algorithm and there was no bias uh, applied towards what was promoted and what wasn't right. I would be very interested to see which uh, influences kind of floated to the top. Right. And which, you know, what, what things looked like Um, because I I have a feeling it would be drastically different uh, without, some of that stuff you want to know something very interesting and i i don't know i don't know if there's any basis behind this but i've I've heard some people talk about it and i honestly don't necessarily think it's not possible but i've heard speculation that like maybe the algorithm's all in our heads right you know and maybe we're just making bad content yeah, that 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 used to be the uh, there were memes on that too. the fallback like, man, my content would be fucking awesome if I didn't get shadow banned. And yeah, it's like, no, like, <laughs> but, yeah, but like in a, in a more serious like way as a creator, maybe it's something that we like I've stepped back and been like, all right, is 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 my content getting shadow banned or am mm-hmm. I not doing something right? You know, like. And I've often wondered that because, you know, YouTube is a business, right? They want to make money. Right. Um, So if, if they can make money off of me by promoting my video, I'm sure they would. Right. I mean, of course they have political leaning, but Mm -hmm. it's still money. Right. Which is why they don't strip it down altogether. They're just not going to push it though. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've often, like I've wondered like for like Grantham, right? His videos are pushed, right? Why yeah. are his videos pushed? Maybe yeah, he so makes for, that good of a video. That's know? what I'm saying. I think because of the size, like at, at some point uh, we talk, we, so we talk like in, in corporate America and, and things like that, right? You, you talk about too big to fail, right? Like early 2000s automakers, right? Having issues and stuff and being from Detroit certainly felt that squeeze, right? Um, or the banking crisis uh, a little over a decade ago, right? Too big to fail. 
I feel like it's a little bit of that with some of these channels. You have so many subscribers and so much traffic that comes to the platform just, just because of that. Like the algorithm is not able to function and this is all hypothetical, but the right. algorithm literally would not be able to function correctly if you were to just ignore follower account altogether. Because right. to your point, right? Mike has a huge following. Lucas has a huge following. Mr. Guns and Gear. Like there's a lot of channels out there that are, you know, million plus people. Uh, and we watch, We I don't like calling it our autism, but like, some like you'll look and like find 12 videos on the same fucking thing while you're trying to research how to spend your $200. Uh, yeah. We're very dedicated in that. <laughs> we're not just watching, you know, like 21 minute reruns of bluey or something. Yeah. I, I, I agree that they're in that like position, but I also don't disagree in being too big to fail because, you know, there are gun YouTube channels out there that have massive followings that don't mm-hmm. pull nearly the views that Grantham pulls from his content. Um, yeah, so, that's a good point too. Like, you know, there's there's several that I can think of that like I don't I'm not want to call anybody out, mm-hmm. uh, but like that have like massive followings. And Grantham was he at two million views or two million subs right now? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't even, I I haven't looked. Uh, It's the numbers and the growth are so different. Like uh, how long ago did 3.7? I don't even know what I'm on right now. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Well, and when you look at like what it was five years ago when he was just getting started, drastically different content, Mm -hmm. drastically different rules. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's, and and then that's the the difficult part in business, right? Because if you knew the way things were going to play out in the future, right, then anybody could adapt and and be exactly. successful. So yeah. he's been able to be successful. He's also been a trendsetter, and he does have the benefit probably of a lot of resources that most of us don't. Um, not that I'm going to say that Mike is like immune from, you know, the issues that we face, but uh, he certainly probably has some advantages after doing this so long. He probably knows how to play the game better than most. Right. And he probably also has a team that helps too. That's like professionals about it. I don't know. I would, I would, I would venture to guess. I can't attest to it. See, mm-hmm. I think as like somebody like me, who's at like a hundred thousand subscribers, I, I would think it'd be so valuable to talk to people like him and, you know, the, the big gun YouTubers that have obviously made it their careers obviously have been very successful and like how they do things, the entire back end of it, because a lot of them, you know, you don't hear them talking about finances a lot. Um, you don't no. hear them talking about like, well, T-Rex arms talks about it. He's like, yeah, Lucas my does whole entire YouTube channel is funded by my company. Okay. Well, you're a special case, you know? Um, but like all the other massive, massive gun influencers, I don't, we've talked a lot about monetization in this podcast, but, I think being able to like speak with people that have obviously made it uh, would be so, so valuable. Let me, so let me ask you, okay, because I think you bring up an interesting point with the money part behind a lot of this and and there's maybe it's because of like that fear of like public retribution, you know, like we mentioned earlier, right. Being called a shill for a brand or something, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe that's a driver, 
but like <clears throat> a lot of people are it's like i felt uh very weird the first time that i was able to start saying like this company sent me this for free <laughs> you know and like i didn't want to like feel like i was rubbing it in people's faces or anything yeah. but you know it, it's something that we i think i don't want to say it's just like mass jealousy or i don't know i think it's the fear of being called a shill because you you are in in this community you are only as good as your word right? right which is a lot like it's a lot like real life in that way um whereas your reputation your name are pretty much everything so if if you ever get found out to hate using this fucking word but if you if you get found out to be a shill right you're just yeah. shilling for whatever company that pays you i don't know 25 grand a year to run their ads or something i mean whatever dreams right uh then you lose all credibility with everyone and maybe that's why people don't want to talk about you know where the money comes from where the money goes like i so, it's easy to sit here right now and say like i don't make money on this so <laughs> you know you take the money out of it my opinion on it and this might be a hot take but this is me as an influence with the air quotes you know you were you yeah. hate using the word influencer right right i hate using the word influencer the first time i was called an influencer i was like shut up no you know no we, i'm different that, yeah we were we were going to stag arms one time we we just showed up at their office we were in wyoming one time and they introduced us as an influencer and i was just like eh, yeah i guess so. yeah. that's me um if grantham charged someone for a video i think that that would be like 110 percent fine like if a company this is just my opinion all right i if a company reached out to him and they were like, we want you to do a review on this. We want you to spend a ton of time on it. And mm -hmm. we want you to like dedicate all your resources to it. I think it would be insane for him to be like, I'll do it for free. Yeah. In my point. opinion. Yeah. Like, no, like think about it. Like if you had a testing and evaluations company, and you wanted or and, and people respected your opinion and respected your process you would be insane not to charge right like so think about it like armor certifications right or whatever people pay for armor certifications it's probably not like the, the exact same but like mm -hmm. if you want to vet something and you want somebody to spend time and spend money and like create a movie around your product I, th I think it's insane to expect him to do it for free. Like, well, and that, when you, you look at the question of what's your time worth, <clears throat> you know, and like you said, you got some great dudes that, that work with you to help make it all possible. So you're not even talking about one man, right? You're talking about yeah. three, let's, let's say three, right. And yeah. what's your time worth? I don't know. Let's say 20 bucks an hour, right? So that's not 20 bucks an hour. That's 60 because there's three of you, right? And how long does it take to film? Well, it only took us two hours. So that's 120 bucks. No, that's 120 bucks for filming. What does editing take? Oh, well, that 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 took longer. What are our additional expenses? Like that's the thing. When you look at it from a more 
and you know this now, right? Like, you know, this on being on the other side of it, seeing that it's not, it's not as cut and dry as people want it to be. And I think there's some jealousy tied to that. Like I used to, I'll I'll own that. Like I used to be pretty like jealous, like, oh, it must be nice to be able to do this. So I started fucking learning, you know, like, and I run a, I run a podcast, not even a very big one, but I'll tell you a lot of people go, we just talk to people and that's all you do. I go, well, yeah, yeah, I do like a 90 minute recording or whatever. And then I do an additional 90 minutes plus of editing and content and YouTube. And let's not even get into how much time I spend during my week chasing people around to do scheduling, (laughs) you know, like it's, and, and then you want to talk about like, those same people sometimes are the ones that like to scream for, you know, higher minimum wages in the country, not to get political because I am, you know, I want everybody to do well and make their money and everything, but let's say our minimum wage goes up to $25 an hour. God forbid, you know, okay, cool. So then am, am I only worth minimum wage? Cause it's my, like my side hustle, you know, like I'm, I know more than somebody that I'm almost four years in. I know more than the next guy. So I'm worth a little bit more than the next guy. And there's it, I think, Man, I think it's we just get real raw about it because you see guys live in the dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they made it and you don't want to feel good. It's like the pro athletes, like they're yeah. complaining about only making and I don't know if you're a football fan, but we're looking at paying Jared Goff to quarterback our Lions next year and they're like 50 million a year. And I'm like, how does anybody look at that and say that that's not enough money? <laughs> like mm. and that won't even make right. him a top paid quarterback in the league, but like yeah. It, it's I think it's a it's a little bit of a jealousy thing, I, I think, to an extent. You know, maybe we're all human. I get it. I don't know. It's it's a very fine line to walk. You know, like as a reviewer, as somebody that reviews stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I try to make it entertaining as well. But I mean, ultimately, I'm a, I'm a reviewer. You know, it's I can understand that. You know, it's expensive for me to make content, and I make you know, very not as involved content as bigger reviewers do. Sometimes I think my content, you know, is a little bit more involved than some reviewers and some not so much, but like, I, I'm just saying like, no, everybody expects us to have no bias and, you know, take, do everything on our own dime and, you know, run it and review it and it's not feasible to actually be a reviewer and go through as much product and as much stuff and spend as much time and not either charge for content or you know take free free i put major air quotes around (laughs) free stuff yeah because you know ultimately we're spending hours and hours and hours with this stuff we're trying to review it for people on YouTube and they're like, you're a shield. Cause you got it for free. You ungrateful bastard. I was trying to tell you what was wrong about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, actually, it's, yeah. It, you threw me for a loop with that one. I had something I was going to add <laughs> until that whole ungrateful bastard thing. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Cause like we're getting to the point on my YouTube channel that I have enough companies reaching out that I don't have enough time to do all this stuff. I don't have enough time to make, you know, as many videos as I probably need to make. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at 
at what point am I like, I have to charge for content? Yeah. You, you know, and it's not like you're, paying, you're charging for your time at that point. Like you want me yeah, to focus and, on you above the next guy. Right. And, you know, I don't think about it like the bias thing I think is kind of a load of, I mean, obviously I can say this, right. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a load of crap, but you know, there, there, needs, there needs to be some type of like, what's going to get my time. What's going to get my, my effort into taking a product out, shooting it a lot and giving you my opinion on it. You know, it, yeah. it's just, it's just a very hairy topic. And a lot of people don't get it because they're not, spending the time to review things and they're like mm-hmm. oh he got paid by a company to make that video yeah he also got paid by a company to be out there with their stupid optic for who knows how long and then he got paid by a company to have his editor edit that video that took forever that they spent ten thousand dollars on camera equipment for you know like it is there's a lot more to it than i think people realize and you know I understand where people are like, people shouldn't pay for content, but also on the very same side of things, I'm like, people should understand that how much time and money is dumped into this by content creators. Like I understand both sides of it, you know? And well, and, and the, you know, the people get really bent out of shape about it. I don't, I don't, I just don't understand. Like, it, it all there's only 24 hours in a day and everyone's got stuff going on and i think probably the the example i always point to when people get to this uh this point about a lot of this stuff is uh i look at aaron cowan and sage dynamics because for like years right he was the go-to like hey i'm thinking about buying this optic boom straight to aaron's youtube has he done a review on it i want to know how durable it is I want I I want to know. And as soon as you ta- YouTube demonetized him, not as as soon, but he moved over to Patreon and people got super butthurt about it. And it's almost like there's this entitlement that is it, it's how people are coping with with the whole situation. They feel entitled to have that information given to them for free. To your point, right? Like yeah, he may have gotten the optic for free. He may not have you don't always know, but he had to get the ammo from somewhere. He has to pay the mortgage on his, I don't know if it's home or his range that he, you know, where he shoots and does all of his testing and stuff and his time away from his family and instructing his course and things like all that stuff has monetary value, whether you like it or not, it would be, and it would be great if this wasn't the way the world worked, but like here on earth in reality land, like time is money. You know, if someone's going to ask me to do something for them, you know, my, my, uh, so my generosity only you, so far. So let me ask you a question. How, how do you feel about it? Like, like, how do you feel if you were watching a YouTube video, right? Mm-hmm. Say it was like, is a well done influencer. We're talking half a million subs, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. videos are pulling a hundred K a video, right? Doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Thank you guys. I got this optic for free and the company paid me $2,500 to do this review. At like, obviously if there was no criticisms whatsoever about the optic, you'd be a little sus about it. Right. 
but I mean, like, yeah, a little bit. But but like, how do how do you feel about something like that? Because I mean, I personally, I'd be okay. Like, I, it doesn't bother me. I don't think that part necessarily ever really bothered me to know that some people made money off of it. Because if you look at anything else in this world, right? Like you mentioned, you you're an engineer during your day job, right? I assume then as an engineer, you probably went to school at some point, which probably cost you a bunch of money to go get that you know degree, that skill set to do engineer things to then make money to then pay bills, right? Well, this is the same thing, essentially, right? You have to start off like yeah. making your first shitty video, or if you're me, like your first like several shitty videos, right? And then you get better and you learn. And as you learn more, you can then get better stuff, like better cameras and lighting, and you learn how to do it better. And then you get to the point where you are now very invested in what's going on and you know more than the next guy. So therefore you're going to earn more than the next guy. To me, in a lot of this, it just boils down to like, and, and I don't necessarily care what people have to say about this thought, but I'll say like, if you don't like it, go do it yourself. Anybody can be a fucking gun tuber understand you're probably going to fail a shitload of times before you make it to that first moment where you go, man, I just got free stuff or man, somebody's paying me to to talk about this or, or man, I'm, you know, I mean, whatever moment that is for you. I don't know. You, yeah. Whatever. It takes quite a bit of work to get there, whether you're, you know, doing videos, doing a podcast, doing a training company, there is a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of work. At, that you, people never see they'll never no matter we can sit we're sitting here talking about it we could probably yeah. we could probably film an elliot delp documentary that's 60 minutes long of produced footage and there's still gonna be stuff people don't see you know or feel if you want it go get it it's yours right just go out you but yeah. put in the time put in some effort and go get it for yourself don't just sit here and complain because you don't have it though that's what bothers me yeah i i don't i don't uh anybody can go do it right you know um it's just understand there's gonna be a bunch of failure if you if you're really that upset about somebody making money uh you may just be one of those people that's just pissed at advertising in general and for that i can do nothing for you you know yeah it's it's if you want if you want what what elliot has or what or any of these like Go go get it for yourself, but understand you're gonna have to work for it. And if you don't have an issue with that, I don't think any of us have an issue with it either. Right. But you gotta do it. No one's yeah. gonna sit there and feel bad for you, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just monetization and the the influencer side is just a, such a touchy topic, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do not have, I guess, the same opinion. They they hear that any influencer was paid to produce a video and they're an awful person. And, you know, you know, some people I'm, I'm very uh, more power to you. If if you can consistently do this out of passion. Um, And it's just, I don't going forward. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be in the next, like, if I gain 500,000 subscribers or 1 million subscribers, you know, at what point do I charge for content? What charge that, like, we haven't had hardly any videos for 
that we've taken money for. I think we've had like two and we usually give a disclaimer at the beginning about it, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it comes down to like the how to thing. Right. Um, I, I don't feel like my content changes any, but you know, maybe that's me just feeling like I don't have bias. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's just rough in terms of like trying to figure it all out and try to, trying to make it make sense as a business, trying to make it make sense as a content creator, trying to balance the lines of ethics, I guess is, you know, part of it. Like, I just, I think it'd be very valuable to hear from somebody that has like millions of subs and is obviously making it work and how they make it work and how they figure it all I out. Mean, the money's going to be there regardless. We've just gotten to a point now in the technical technological age, right? Where the ad dollars and things are, they're in some instances going to the same places, right? Like if we think 20 plus years ago or 20 years ago, right? Guys that were writers for, for gun magazines, they got it. They got sent those guns. It was probably a lot harder to get into it, but they did the testing and they wrote the articles and they had the pictures put in the print, you know, and then you had money going to distributors and the gun companies were making, you know, were, were having to pay for ads right in print. Well now digital media rules. So it's not always yeah. printed word, right? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just different, you know? And again, if you're somebody who just gets pissed because of marketing and advertisements, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's the way the world goes around. Everybody does it, whether that's wearing a t-shirt on your back or paying for a TV commercial or <laughs> reaching out to people trying to make it as influencers and asking them to talk about your product. Like it money's right. in everything. It's just, it's how it the compensation, whether it's by product or by cash or whatever compensation is, it's why we do anything. You know, I, yeah, that, and, yeah that's, that's the whole other side to it that I don't feel like is ever talked about. You know, watch this, watch this podcast get like blown up because, you know, I'm sitting here being like, it's, it's all right for influencers to take money. <laughs> it's such I, hope, I hope it does. I mean, I don't, I don't hate on anybody for what they do. Uh, I mean, unless you're, there's a couple people I don't, I will say I don't like their content, but that's a personal preference. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and let, let me preference all of this is I don't think it's all right to take money in exchange for a good review. Agreed. That is, that is not what I was getting to in that whole entire spiel. It's more like compensation for the investment that I've put into it mm -hmm. is right. Um, I think, I think a hundred percent getting paid to make a good video is, you know, that's, that's off the oh, yeah. table altogether. That's common sense, right? That I don't feel like that should have to be said, but I will say it anyway because I know how comments are. So. Yeah. Well, and as soon as you as soon as you get found out for violating or compromising your your morality, right? As soon as people realize that you're just there. Yeah, for the and then, paycheck, then you become it, useless anyway. Like yeah, once and, what I, I feel like that's another thing is like as if you do get paid for content, right? And mm -hmm. you do get find out that you're shilling, like actually shilling, not like, oh, he's a shill, he got paid. Like if you're actually shilling, they'll push you out of the space completely anyway. It's like one yeah. of those things where like the market will correct itself and you will exactly. be gone. Yeah, your so. views will drop. And then because your views drop, your 
your partners in industry will also drop, <laughs> you know, yeah. like we're getting any eyes on you, whether by our fault or not. And it makes no sense for us to invest in you anymore. It's unfortunate, but your business, your business has then failed. Right. So uh, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy by compromising yourself and your values yeah. and morals or, you know, uh, it, it's going to catch up with you. If you're just out there to make a quick buck, I mean, it really isn't the way to do it. <laughs> you know, the amount of work and time it takes to build it up, it doesn't happen fast. And to throw it all away over, I mean. Probably not a lot of money. Yeah, it's, it, I, I'm trying to think of anything out there that's worth all that time and, and everything and like, even free night vision it's not worth it you put so much more time effort and money into you know like that's just the most expensive thing i could think of like free panos you know what i mean like here's forty thousand dollar night vision it's not like forty thousand dollars cash you know in hand which even by today's standards you can go buy a house with that you could buy most of a car with that (laughs) you know uh so yeah i don't understand sometimes when people uh yeah it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but wow, um, super spicy topic on the podcast. Yeah. So uh, at any rate, man, I know we're kind of getting towards the end of uh, end of our time here, and uh, I this has been very uh, insightful. I did not, I honestly, I did not think that that's where we were going to spend most of our time tonight. It was cool because it doesn't get talked about. Um, but uh, where can people find you online? So if they want to check yeah. out your YouTube or your apparel company, what yeah, you're going so- on? The best place to find us is, you know, just Google my name into YouTube, Elliot Delp, and I'll pop up. Um, basementoperator.com is where you can find our apparel stuff. We also do builds on our uh, basementoperator.com. So, like, if you watch any of my videos and like the gun in the video, I also do builds on that, too. Um, and there, I can, I'm linked literally everywhere on that. So, you can find my Instagram, my Facebook, blah, 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 on Basement Operator. So, uh, that that's like the easiest place to go to. Um, but you can just find me on YouTube shooting guns, awesome. I guess. Yeah, man. Well, I, I appreciate it. And I, I, it's nice getting the insight from somebody who's actually like, like you're, you're a content creator. So it's, it's yeah. interesting. We don't, like I said, it doesn't get talked about at all. It's not, there's not really any shame to it either, which makes it even more interesting. Um, it, but it, you know what it reminds me of, you know, how like, your company that you work for will be like, don't talk about the money you make. It's yeah. It's it. I feel like it's the exact same concept. Yeah. Which I think they proved to be illegal anyway, because they took no, it. Out it, of it is illegal. It's handbook. illegal yeah. to not like it's illegal for your company to tell you to not talk about mm-hmm. your, your, uh, your salary. But yeah. I, I, I like, I feel like it's like kind of the same, the same gist. It's just taboo. You know? Yeah. You're just, it's just bad manners. Yeah. 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 But man, this has been great. Uh, and I appreciate you making the time and everything. Uh, and and hopefully we can, uh, connect down the road here, maybe at at some of these events or, uh, something. I mean, you're, you're not exactly out of my geographic region, so who knows, man. Awesome. Yeah. I I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, and I, I think a lot of good discussion was had. No, absolutely, man. I uh, I appreciate it. And uh, stay safe out there, man. Well, I I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I hope you appreciate the insight that uh, that Elliot is able to provide. You know, it's not where I thought we were going to end up with this, this interview and this discussion, but I think there's a lot of value to it. There's a lot to be said for 
you know, money in the industry and how influencers do drive a lot of our trends. And uh, to an extent, right, the, the successes and failures of major companies are on the backs of, you know, people that, that I don't want to say push product, but they review products. There's there's a lot of money. There's a lot of marketing. There's a lot of advertising all built into it. And there's a whole subculture of content creators <clears throat> that are impacted and involved with all of that. And uh, I really appreciate, you know, Elliot's candor, his willingness to just share his own experiences, share his feelings about what he's been through and what he's seen and experienced. And obviously, I mean, we had a discussion about it and it sounds like we're, we're pretty, you know, in step with, with how we, we view things, but certainly there's a lot of people out there that just get really bent out of shape knowing that some people try to make money or do make money or have made money off of reviewing these products. And if you've looked into this at all, you know, there's a lot of specialized equipment and a lot of specialized skills that go into things like photography, things like video, right? So when you're going to look up a gear review, you know, before you go buy that optic, before you go buy that carrier, somebody had to put in the time for that, right? And I don't think it's unfair that people be compensated. Uh, I, I, I will say I don't think that, you know, all of it is on the up and up and that all of it is stuff that makes me happy. But for the large part of it, I don't have an issue with it. I, I appreciate what a lot of content creators are able to do. And there's a lot of useful information. It's not all just gear reviews, there, right? There's a lot of these videos that are very helpful and they teach people a lot of skills and they give you insight into things that you otherwise probably, you just, you, you would never have had the opportunity to learn, you know? So it, it's one of the great advantages that we have with technology, but like all things, right? It's, it's a double-edged sword. There's, there's the good, and you gotta take the good with the bad, and and the bad sometimes outweighs the good. It just it depends on what you're looking at and kind of your your individual experience with it. But you know, at any rate, I I do hope that you guys in, enjoyed the discussion and got something out of it. Go check out Elliot's channel. Uh, help help him out. You know, if you guys haven't watched his content, I enjoy what he does. Very genuine, very authentic. I I like that. You know, you can definitely see some of the stuff that's out there floating around right now on video and it's very staged it's very prepackaged, and it's very paid for uh not not all of it there's some really good stuff out there that you can definitely trust and there's some definitely big names out there that have gotten big because of that and we talked about it uh but certainly worth it to go check out what elliot's got going on he does a lot of a lot of videos and we talked for probably about an hour and a half after we finished our recording uh and uh got into some you know even more right so he's working on a bunch of stuff and you know while you guys are on youtube go check out his channel check out our channel for prepared mindset give us a like give us a follow and subscribe we're we are actively working on producing more videos and shorts and things like that for you guys and uh it's a grind it's a hustle, but just like what, you know, we experienced when we launched this podcast, none of it happens overnight and none of it's very easy. And we appreciate all of your support. If you guys are looking to support us further than that, you know, liking us and following us on all these platforms is a big, big step, but you can check out our Patreon page as well, or head over to our Spreadshirt shop and pick up a t-shirt or a hoodie or a hat or something. We appreciate all of your guys' support. And thank you so much for sticking around to the end of this week's episode. But with that, that's everything I got for you guys. So I'm going to bounce out until next time. You guys be safe out there. And like we always say here, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. <laughs> <laughs>